Welcome to the Slay Podcast with Leanne Gabriel. Listen in as she leads and empowers with stories of inspiring women making a difference in today's world. Well, hello, Slay family. I am thrilled to be back today. And we have a special guest tuning in from Sacramento, California, where it's probably much more sunny and beautiful than it is out here on the East Coast. But I'm really thrilled today to introduce everyone to our special guest, Nafshin Luhar. So thank you so much for being here, Nafshin. Absolutely. I'm so grateful and fulfilled inside, outside, all around to be a part of this amazing platform and this community and to be in energy with you, Leanne. Thank you. Thank you. And today I want to share with you the power of a woman who is committed to overcoming things. Uh, I will tell you her story is remarkable. Um, You have endured more than most people would ever have to endure in a lifetime. And the way that you have pushed through, the way you have become triumphant and stronger, and more importantly, what you're doing now to help other women is remarkable. So if we can start off, if you don't mind, I know it's personal, whatever you're comfortable sharing, can you tell everyone a little bit about some of the things that have gone on in your life that are certainly major adversities for most people? Absolutely, Leanne. Thank you for for giving me this opportunity to share my story and and my light and my journey. So um, I was born and raised in Kenya in in a normal Indian Muslim household. And from childhood until four years old, I I had a normal childhood. After that, I started to be severely molested by two of my family members not, not living in my household. And this continued for about eight years, from the time that I was four to the time that I was 12. Mm-hmm. It, it resulted in, in many different things, especially with me gaining weight, having food addiction, and having uh, learning disorders. Uh, a lot of non-existent self-esteem and no sense of self-worth. So when I was about 12, you know, molestation is not something that is easily discussed or even brought up in the Indian Muslim culture. It's normally always shoved under the rug and people overlook it all the time, but it happens very, very often in, in, in most households. People just don't talk about it. So when I was 12, we, I was watching Oprah and I realized then that what was happening was wrong. And so I started to keep my distance. But by then I was already obese. I had already turned to food for comfort. I hated my body and I didn't know how to process those emotions. So I turned to self-mutilation, which was my only way of survival at the time because I needed a physical wound to associate with my, my internal wound. And as graphic as that sounds, it was a way for me to survive. To, to inflict that pain on myself. Yeah, so there, there, there's so many women that go through the challenges that you have, and I just want to really thank you for being open enough to share that and how you take that pain and transfer it into other things in order to cope when you don't have a mechanism that'll help you get through it. So thank you for being open. And that, I know that's not the end of your story, but you say it with a lightness because you've come through so much, and it's a big deal just to even talk about it for many people. So thank you. Thank you, of course. Thank you for receiving it. So as I, you know, grew older, I I learned that self-abuse was just a normal thing in my life. And when I was 18, I lost my dad. We moved to the States. 
and the weight continued to pile on because it was my comfort. It was it was almost like a comfort, but also a prison I created around myself to keep myself safe. And because I wasn't accepted by my family and friends for looking the way I was looking, I was very codependent. I did everything for everyone. And um, by the time I graduated university, I was about 375 pounds. Uh, I got a degree in design and photography, but I couldn't pursue that because I had to take care of my mom and be the good daughter and buy the house. And so I got a nine to five job with a cubicle where my creativity was dying and my soul was in, in a prison. And so then I turned 36 and I was diagnosed with uterine cancer. So at that time, I realized that I had lived my whole life for everybody else outside of myself. And um, I, I was diagnosed with cancer twice. The first time I overcame it, I got went through treatment, all of that. And then the second time it came back more aggressive. And this was the moment of epiphany and reflection. And um, as you know, they say the wound is where the light enters you. And this was the moment where the light entered me. And I was reflecting on myself a few weeks before my surgery. And I heard a voice from inside myself just asking me to love myself. My All the cells of my body screaming at me and asking me to just stop the self-abuse and love my body no matter how it was. And so I then started taking care of myself from, from a space of love and not loathing my body. I've since dropped 160 pounds. And 160 pounds? Yes. That's a, That's a person. And, you know, it's it's not so much the physical weight. The physical weight is the physical weight, but it's associated with shedding the emotional weight. Once you shed the emotional weight, that is that is what your body holds on to, then the emotional, the, then the physical weight goes. You have to shed your emotional weight to shed the physical weight because your body is keeping you safe with the emotions that you haven't resolved within yourself. And um, so as I started to work on that, I also realized that I hadn't done anything in my life to, to help people or I had nothing to show. If I was to die, I had nothing to show of my life. And so as an artist and a creator- well, Hold on, wait one second though, okay. You overcame molestation, you overcame and lost 160 pounds, you battled cancer twice, God bless you. That's overcoming a lot. That's a lot to show for most people. So I just want to do a little time out here and go, that's pretty amazing. I know where you're going and I know what you've accomplished, but wow, most people would not be able to take on and conquer all of that. So if you don't mind, I, I know the powerful things you're doing, which I cannot wait for everyone to hear, but can you take a second and just say, you know, what, what tools did you use or what did you do to get through that as you started to realize the connection between the abuse and the weight? And as you started to shed those things, what were the things that you leaned on or went to? So as I went through my life, I realized that I was going through the same emotional traumatic patterns over and over again because of the unhealed abuse that I went through. And I would, I would seek certain things in all the relationships I was in, whether it was romantic or friendships or everything. I was never fulfilled inside. I gave so much, but no matter how much I got, it was never fulfilling me because the void was so big. 
And after I went through cancer and a difficult, a very difficult breakup, which brought on all my patterns, I then decided that all these things keep on happening. So what do I need to do to, to like get past this? So I started to, um, I went to Food Addicts and Recovery Anonymous to heal my relationship with food. There I learned when I eat emotionally and why I eat emotionally. So that helped me a lot with that relationship. I also went to a class on, on your relationship with food. And what they talked about in that class is that 90% of women suffer and struggle through um, heart disease or cancer in the reproductive organs if they have been abused or molested or had childhood trauma. So this completely brought me into that space that made me realize that I was carrying that trauma from my childhood in my womb. And if I don't forgive and let go, it's going to come back in a different form in my body. So I was ready for the healing process. And when you're, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, right? Yes. And so it was 2020 and we were in lockdown and I was just ready to heal. But um, I was gardening and watering my plants one day and I came across a, a motivational video of Wayne Dyer. And in that, in that I learned that our soul is always going to bring about experiences that we need to transcend in order to fill, fulfill our purpose. So I knew that I always had to help people in one way, shape, or form. But if I didn't go through the pain myself and overcome it, I was not going to be able to relate to anybody or help them. In that moment, everything was made clear to me that these people or this abuse that happened was just a tool in my journey to help me get to where I'm going to get to. If it wasn't this set of trauma, it would have been something else. So they were just a tool. So the anger, the resentment, all of that just vanished in, in a space of letting go with uh, compassion and kindness and forgiveness because hurt people hurt people. And whatever they did to me probably happened to them, but they never got to heal or they never got to be free before they died. I get to choose freedom and peace and healing for myself, which I can teach other people to do. And so I started working on myself on many different areas, especially my inner child. I brought her into me and, and there was a beautiful story and a beautiful human being that helped me connect to my inner child. But maybe that's for another time. I don't know if you want me to share that. But that was the missing link for me to really connect to myself because I forgave them, but I kept what happened to her separate from me. Once I merged her and I together, then the insane healing and transformation came about because now whenever I'm critical about myself, I look at myself in the mirror and I see my little girl looking at me and then I deal with myself with compassion, how I would with a scared four-year-old. What would I tell her if she was scared? And I treat myself with that same amount of compassion because we're so, we're so unkind to ourselves. And if we treat ourselves with that much love, then our body, our mind, everything in our physicality responds to those emotions because our body is always listening to what we're saying to it. 
And if we treat it, we are we're notorious as women for being particularly exactly. harsh on ourselves. Exactly. So whenever I feel judgment or unkind towards myself, or I look at the cellulite on my body and I see it's ugly, I, I, I see my four-year-old looking up at me. What would I say to her if she was feeling those things about her body? I would not shame her. I would not tell her she's ugly. I would hug her and love her and tell her she's doing a great job and how we can be healthy and loving with each other moving forward. So um, it's been a, a combination of many things, healing the inner child, taking responsibility for your emotions, because every the way people treat us is what we are projecting. How we feel about ourselves is how people are going to treat us. So you know, without no blame, no expectations, letting go of attachments, letting go of resentments, this all takes work. Even, even cleaning your environment, getting rid of the energy around you that, that, that keeps you stuck or stagnant. Um, and forgiveness is, has been a huge thing. And the, the more resentment you have, the more you have to forgive with more love and more compassion each time. Every time you get triggered, you have to forgive even deeper. So in a nutshell, these have been a lot of the tools, but the core comes from healing the inner child. Amazing. And, you know, for you, you've gone through this entire process. And now in the background, you had studied, you know, in the arts, and you had this really powerful talent that you had put aside, as you said, to take care of your mom. And now you're coming full circle, and you're healing and forgiving and becoming the person you're destined to be. And you put that together with your art. And I will say, you know, when this is done, I'm going to encourage everybody to please go to her website and look at what she does because I've never seen anything like it. So can you share with people how you're combining your healing, your art, and reaching out to empower other women? Thank you. So I, um, I feel that pain is a very beautiful thing. Most of us hide from it. Most of us want to escape it. Most of us don't want to experience it. But once we embody pain within our body, the pain is your healing. When you're going through a trauma and you want to escape the pain, you're never going to heal. You have to embody it and let it pass through you. And once it passes through you, on the other side is, is the phenomenal being that you were actually meant to be. So for me, art is very healing. So I do many different forms of art. I do photography, I do writing, I do um, painting. And so as a creative, it's hard to only focus on one area because you tend to get bored. So I took all my, my abilities, which I believe are the ability of creation, connecting with human beings, bringing their soul out, and, uh, and also being a painter. So I put all those together and, and photography. And I take women who have powerful stories, who have already overcome from adversity into from from adversity to triumph, that they've overcome their adversity, or people who are in the journey of overcoming what they want to overcome. So I photograph their journey. I document it if they've already overcome their journey. I recreate their journey with images. Uh, makeup and instill photography and then I take a picture of them in their power I then create a video and make a painting of them in their power to celebrate and honor their pain and so it's just this whole creative journey and this whole journey of healing 
and this whole journey of celebrating the person in their pain and celebrating their pain and celebrating their triumph over their pain. Because we're really all- celebrating who they became, you know, who right. they became, just like you, you know, who sure. a woman can become when they endured things like that and they do come out on the other side. And we're, we're all masterpieces of living, walking art. The human body is art itself. We just have to find that within ourselves and see ourselves as that to be able to portray in that way. So women can reach out to you and you'll take them through this whole process from the filming and the painting. And, you know, it's not only celebrates, but kind of memorializes who they became and what their process was to get there. Exactly, exactly. It's really in, in honor of of um, each tear that they've shed, you know. Yeah, so, you know, there are horrendous things that women often go through, but your ability to make it, I mean, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but almost make it like an asset for them to become stronger is a remarkable mm -hmm. viewpoint, and you do it with art and beauty, which is, like I, when I met you, I, I've just never heard of anybody doing anything like this. And I, I just cannot encourage enough anyone who's listening or watching this to check out her website and see this, which we're going to give at the end. Now, in addition to that, you also are an author, a public yes. speaker. <laughs> you're, you're, you're hitting every platform to empower women out there. So let's kind of get out there. Yeah. yeah. It, no, it's outstanding because there's so many ways to reach people. So, you know, what do they say? Go big or go home, right? If you're going to do it, how do people find out about you? I mean, I was blessed that a friend of mine just introduced me to, to you who saw you speak. But, you know, can you share, let's start with um, your book and then we'll talk about your speaking engagements and the other things that you're doing, please. Okay, so this is my book. It's called Your Story Sells. And it's a uh, number one Amazon international bestseller. So I can finally see I'm, I'm a best-selling author, which is very exciting. It's a co-author with Les Brown and some other motivational speakers. So if you want to check it out, it's on Amazon. You just have to type in your story sells, Nafshin Luhar, and, and it will come up. Uh, besides that, I am a coach. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching and I'm launching a, a three-month coaching program, which is a mind, body, and soul transformation. And it includes art, meditation, and healing. So it helps you with inner child healing, losing weight, uh, connecting with your body, forgiveness, clearing your environment, your energy, uh, for, forgiveness. I think I already said that. Um, releasing detachments, um, taking radical responsibility for your feelings, all the areas in which you need to return back to your own sovereignty without getting rid of all the blocks around you. Also being able to achieve insane things like being an author, which is something I never thought I would do. At 360 pounds, I never thought I would be standing in front of a room speaking because I was so self-conscious about my body. But the more I share my story, uh, every every time I share my story, a part of me heals because it's healing somebody in the audience. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm in Sacramento. So in Roseville on the 16th and 17th of October, where there's a, a tag talk where I'll be speaking and presenting my work. And then at the end on the and at the end on the 29th of October, I will be at a women's uh, Salam Shalom is a women's conference of all different women of religion that come for you know I'll be having a booth over there. So if you want to know any of this information, get in touch with me directly. I will post. I'll be posting it on my, on my social media 
come be friends with me on Facebook and Instagram. So all of that. So yeah. Let's talk about how people find you. So the book is on Amazon. We didn't cover that. Um, can you share and, you know, for people who are listening, spell it nice and slowly too, your website and they can contact you through the website too. Yeah. My website is just nafsheen.com. So my first name, N-A-F for Frank, S-H-E-E-N.com, nafsheen.com. Mm-hmm. My first name. And your social media? My social media is my first and my last name, Nafsheen Luhar. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And if somebody, they can go to your site and check out your different, the different work that you've done. If somebody wanted to reach out and get coaching or go through the process with you, they're able to reach you through your website or social media, correct? Yeah, they're able to reach me to my website or social media. Social media at the best is just a lot faster. But if they if they send me a message through my website, I will get to. Great. So then I want to ask you one of my favorite questions to ask somebody who's up to very big things, okay? Oh, gosh. <laughs> have, no, no, this is easy. So you have gone through an incredible journey. You're now launching onto other platforms and expanding the impact you're having. And And I do want to say you know, even being here, you don't know who will watch this and then share it with someone and other people that you're going to impact that you're never even going to see or who's going to read your book. You know, it's just a butterfly effect that you're having. But if you look at all of that, what's, what would you love to see happen in the next five years, 10 years? You know, what's the impact or vision that you have for where you're going next? Okay. So there's a few things. So one, I would love to have a, open a healing center uh, where I can help people go through the process of art meditation and healing in a group and take them on retreats and uh, help them make a painting of themselves in this retreat where I'm not doing the painting, but I'm teaching them to do it. So they are discovering the process and the retreat of themselves. I would, in the next five years, love to collect as many stories of women as I can and create art for them and have an exhibit with uh, an exhibit, maybe in the San Francisco Modern Museum of Art. That's the big dream, okay? I love that. I love that. that. That's hard to get into. So if, if I have like 20 or 30 stories in the next year, I could have an amazing exhibit where I'm showing the woman her painting and her a video of her journey. So that would be phenomenal. And then I would love to be a New York Times bestselling author with my own book and my own story. Phenomenal. Well, and I think that you could do all that clearly. Yes. <laughs> I would love to travel the world and speak on different stages sharing my story. Yes. Well, I am so incredibly grateful for you taking the time to be here, but just uh, your authenticity, your transparency, and the hand that you are reaching out to hold up and lift up other women is amazing. And I've, you know, we hear about therapy, we hear about different things, but your incredibly unique way of taking art and helping a woman to see where her power comes from is just amazing. I encourage everyone, please go to her website. And by the way, if someone wanted to support you, but maybe they're not in a position where they've experienced something where they need that, can they buy any? photography or paintings from you because you do things besides this you have a regular i've seen on your website some beautiful photographs of nature and pro portraits and other things as well 
Yes, absolutely. They can just reach out to me and I, I'm, I'm in the process of setting up an e-commerce store with my website. So they'll be available if they, but then if they need prints now, I can definitely send them to them on my, on my end. Fantastic. And please keep us posted on the e-commerce piece of that because we'll make sure we spread the word so we absolutely. can start helping you on your journey. We just remember us when you've got your art show in New York and you're traveling the world, right? Absolutely. You're going to be, you're going to be the first one on the invite. Oh, I, I will be in New York in a heartbeat to attend that. Before you finish the sentence, I'd be at the airport flying in. So thank you so much for you're being so here. Thank you so much. I, I would just like to say one thing to everybody before I, before I end. Um, and when, whenever you feel like you're in a dark place and you feel like you've been buried, just know that you've actually been planted. Mm. Amen. You're an amazing woman. So thank you all. Um, if you are listening on the podcast, you've got some information. If you would like to post any questions, you can be in the Facebook group or on YouTube and post questions. We'll make sure that those get to her. And she is in the Facebook group, as a matter of fact, but we'll also have a place where you can leave comments on YouTube. And she's amazing. So let's get spread the word out and let other people see the creativity and empowerment that she's delivering to women. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for this moment. Thanks to our special guest and everyone have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Slay Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to join our exclusive Facebook group, you can reach out to Leanna and her staff at slaywithlg at gmail.com. That's S-L-A-E with L-G at gmail.com.